Countdown to Armageddon, climate mongers and democratic inflation. Coming up next on One Nation. The beginning of mass extinction, declares Greta Thunberg. The socialist squad queen Ocasio-Cortez says, if we don't do something immediately, drastically, it's the end of the world. Jeff Bezos, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Chuck Schumer, Barack Obama, Bill Gates, John Kerry, and Joe Biden all say it's existential. It's an existential threat. It's catastrophic. It's cataclysmic. It's apocalyptic. It's apocalyptic. <laughs> now, I know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, doesn't Barack Obama and the climate czar John Kerry, don't they have homes on the beach uh, in Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, yeah it's true. In fact, uh, doesn't Obama have a beautiful home in Hawaii that he just built out there? And even the multi-billionaire Bill Gates, doesn't he have a home in San Diego, more specifically Del Mar, California, where Lucy's husband Ricky used to live? It's true. It's true. They all have these incredible homes in spite of the fact that Al Gore said all these homes would be underwater by now. So you're probably saying, so what's the worry? What's the hurry? That's a great point. Hello, America. Welcome to One Nation. I'm your host, Jake Jacobs. You know, we've been told by the so-called experts and by political charlatans like Joe Biden that the world is going to hell in a handbasket because of climate change. These climate mongers are out there saying that. I want to remind you of that, uh, where he said that. This past summer, in July of 2022, here's when he said it's an existential threat. Here goes. Extreme weather disrupts supply chains, causing delays and shortages for consumers and businesses. Climate change is literally an existential threat to our nation and to the world. Now, as he said that, Okay, there were other so-called climate experts that were declaring the same thing. In fact, the American Psychological Association has said that because of these declarations, these apocalyptic, cataclysmic, you know, uh, existential threats that are going on around the world, there's actually something they now called echo anxiety, echo angst. And literally young people are freaking out, thinking, are they even going to be allowed to live many more years? So just to remind you, and I want to take you back just a little bit here. When Joe Biden was campaigning in the summer of 2019, there was this young lady that was experiencing echo anxiety. And so she wanted to be assured that if he became president, he was going to do something about it. So here he is saying, promising how he's going to do something about it. But, but kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to clock it. <laughs> See? Echo anxiety, this candidate for president of the United States, he comes along and says, look, I guarantee you, 
I get the power, I am going to destroy American energy, fossil fuels. I'm going to lower your anxiety. In fact, I'll probably, along the way, save the planet. Now, you may be saying, why was he so declarative about ending fossil fuels? Well, let's remember something that happened four years ago this month in October. The United Nations IPCC report came out, and it said there is a climate crisis. We've got 12 more years. We've got to take care of this problem. And then the media, if it bleeds, it leads media, you know, the the propagandist Democrat uh, arm of the Democratic Party, right? And all the leftists and socialists around the world, like the BBC and, and AOC and ABC and CBS and the World Economic Forum and the WHO and the EU and the EC. They said we only have 12 years to go before the world comes to an end. Right. Twelve years. Now, let's let's do the math here a little bit. You see, they don't want us to remember. And this is something we must always remember, because these charlatans, they are playing us. They've been playing us for years and years and years, and they've been lying to us. They've been using the catastrophic, if it bleeds, it leads as a way to get more power and more money for themselves. So if we do the math. We crunch the numbers according to the UNIPCC, according to Ocasio-Cortez and the BBC and the Guardian and CNN News and all the major news networks. We have less than eight years. In fact, I just counted the number. We're down to seven years and about 360 days till the countdown to Armageddon. But, but wait, but wait, I, I, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling your echo anxiety. You know what? We've got, we can relax because Uberfrau, Superwoman, Nancy Pelosi, and her sidekick, Ocasio-Cortez, are here to save the day. No, not the day. They're here to save the whole planet. In fact, Nancy Pelosi said, you know, if we pass, and they did pass, the Inflation Reduction Act to the tune of $369 billion dollars, they're going to save the planet. Now, they use the term saved, but Nancy Pelosi actually said, we saved the planet. So, you know, I'm telling you, forget about this echo anxiety stuff, people. We can chill. But the Democrats have a problem in the meantime. What's the problem? Well, when you declare a war and you take actions on American energy, on the fossil fuel industry, you're going to have a problem. And the problem is the prices are going to go up. And immediately Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and his policy people started their war on fossil fuels. They shut down the Keystone Pipeline, right? They, they, they shut down reserve storages across the country. And measures upon measures upon measures, they declared war on American fossil fuels to save the planet. But the problem was the price of gas started going through the roof. And it shortly reached a national average of $5 a gallon. Now, you got to understand something here, people. This, this is so bizarre. The same time period that Joe Biden is calling climate change an existential threat, he goes over to Saudi Arabia and he kisses the tuchus. He, he fist pumps the, the prince of Saudi Arabia. He kisses the tuchus of the prince and he says, please, please drill Saudis drill. We need your oil. You know what the Saudis said? Up your nose with a rubber hose, dude. 
We ain't doing it. There's a glut in the market. We're not making any money. We are not gonna, we're not going to drill, baby, drill. In fact, we're going to reduce production. So Biden comes home. He's pissed. He's furious. He, he says, I am going to make you pay. And we all know uh, off camera when he said, nobody Fs with a Biden. Well, the Saudis effed with a Biden. And so now he says, I'm going to make you pay. We're going to make, we're going to, in fact, cut over $100 million of military weaponry. You're not going to get it. Now, now let me get this straight. This lifer politician, this former uh, vice president of the United States, this seasoned statesman, been around in politics for 50 years, former chairman of the Senate Relations Committee, Mr. I've been to every country and I can influence every leader. Look what I did in Ukraine. Look at the money I made in China. Well, wait a minute. Forget about all that corrupt Hunter, Jim Biden, the, the, the corrupt uh, Biden family stuff with China and Ukraine. But anyways, you know, back to his resume. Look at the great things. I'm a great statesman. But he couldn't, he couldn't get him to drill baby drill. So quid pro Joe says, if you don't drill, I'm going to make you pay. That's interesting. They tried to impeach President Trump over a, a similar issue. At least that's what they claimed. These deceivers, these liars. And you know, now's the time. It's the time for the blame game. You're going to blame Donald Trump. They're still blaming Donald Trump. You're going to blame the China virus. You're going to blame Vladimir Putin. Now you're going to blame the Saudis. You're not going to blame the ridiculous democratic fossil fuel policies that help create inflation, people. You cannot attack the very source of American energy, American ingenuity, American strength without attacking the American economy, without creating inflation and hurting the American people. Millions and millions of Americans across this great country are suffering because of the stupid policies of Joe Biden and his ilk. So I want to show you just a short clip from 60 minutes short clip here uh the first about maybe half minute 45 seconds of where he's been at he's asked a question by left-wing 60 minutes who is incredulous about record-breaking inflation listen carefully to joe biden's response mr president as you know last tuesday the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3 percent the stock market nosedived people are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just a, 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 just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it is good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not, you're, I, mean, I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. It's, it's been, the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that, but guess what we are? We're in a position where, for the last several months, it hasn't spiked. It has just barely, it's been basically even. This guy doesn't have a clue. This oligarchical, aristocrat, lifer politician is completely out of touch with the hardworking people of the United States of America. Oh, it's only gone up an inch, just a little bit. 
Are you kidding me? When you and I go out to the grocery store, when mothers and fathers across this great country go to the grocery store and they see now that eggs have gone from an average of $1.45 a dozen up to $4 a dozen, when they see that meat and poultry and fish and vegetables have gone through the roof, when they see that clothing their children and heating their homes and cooking foods for their family is more expensive now than it has been in years and years and years. And to him, this multimillionaire who's out of touch with the American people, well, you see, it's only an inch. It's just a little bit. It's his policies that cause this. And by the way, we've been talking about energy, which is one of the main drivers of inflation, but there's much more to it than that. But I want you to hear what else he says in this 60 Minutes interview. And you would tell the American people that inflation is going to continue to decline? No, I'm telling the American people that we're going to get control of inflation. And their prescription drug prices are going to be a hell of a lot lower. Their health care costs are going to be a lot lower. Their basic costs for everybody. Their energy prices are going to be lower. They're going to be in a situation where they begin to gain control again. I'm more optimistic than I've been in a long time. I am more pessimistic than I've been in a long time. You know why? Because this incompetent, senile... Old man. It reminds me of Paul von Hindenburg, who was the president of the Weimar Republic that was experiencing horrendous inflation. And who manipulated him and, and, and worked him like a puppet? Yeah, Adolf Hitler. And I'm telling you right now that this Joe Biden does not have a clue on what makes America great, on what makes America prosper, on what makes fathers and mothers and families independent and free from government control, from government programs. We don't want more government. We want less government. And Joe Biden has exploded this, just, this, this Washington, D.C. deep swamp socialism that's appeared that's been happening on his watch now you'll notice he started to give a litany of things they were going to do we're going to lower this we're going to lower that and it's really typical right before the elections they bring out their what i call sugar daddy socialism we're going to give you this we're going to give you that and in the meantime if you vote for the conservatives you know what you're going to get you're going to get more inflation because they've created the problem let me get this straight the democrats control the house they control the senate they control the executive branch and yet the republicans are the blame the conservatives are to blame this blame game deception these masters of deceit this spitting that's going on is absolutely disgusting. And we can only pray and hope that millions and millions of Americans are aware of the madness of the lies that are going on right now by the Biden lying machine, the, the Pravda machine of the Biden administration. Now, here he is just a few days ago talking about building the economy. He loves to say, Biden always loves to say, from the bottom up, and the middle out, bottom up and middle out. So let's listen to what he has to say about how he's going to solve this problem of inflation. If Republicans take control of the Congress. These historic victories we just won for the American people are going to be taken away. Every kitchen table cost is going to go up, not down. And I realize costs are going up on food. And I was able to bring gasoline down well over $1.60, but it's, it's inching up because of what the Russians and, and the Saudis just did. I'm not finished with that yet. The cost of your prescription drugs and healthcare, energy, they're all, they'll all go up. 
Your protections of pre-existing conditions are taken away. Your Social Security and Medicare are going to be in the chopping block. But they don't want you to know that. They're not campaigning on it, but that's what they are saying. That's the documents they're sending out. Folks, when it comes to the next Congress, this isn't a referendum. It's a choice. It's a choice between two very different ways of looking at the, at, 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 at the economy. First, you see, the, the wish list, he's going to make the wish list. And by the way, if you vote for those conservatives, they're going to get rid of Social Security and Medicare, Medicaid, right? And he says, you know, I'm not finished with the Saudis. The Saudis, uh, the Russians, the Chinese, they're laughing at feckless Joe, at spineless Joe. They know that this commander-in-chief is nothing like an authentic, strong commander-in-chief like a Donald Trump, like a Ronald Reagan, or the great governor of the state of Florida, Ronald DeSantis. They understand that. He's a weak-kneed Barney Fife, and they're taking advantage of him, and they're laughing all the way to the bank as they're cashing in on selling their fossil fuel products. So here he is, and he says something very important, by the way, but besides blaming uh, everybody else for the problems of inflation in the country. He says, it's a choice between two very different ways of looking at the, uh, at the economy. He's absolutely right. Now, you can have the uh, F.A. Hayek, Nobel Prize winning F.A. Hayek, who brilliant economist who was an advisor to President Ronald Reagan, who wrote the book The Road, uh, Road to Serfdom. You could have uh, Ludwig von Mises from the Austrian school talking about balancing budgets and not living beyond your means. Uh, Hayek would talk about these uh, socialistic planners planning uh, everybody's future and planning the economy and along the way destroying the economy and creating more government control upon people's lives. You could have the great economist, uh, Nobel Prize economist, Milton Friedman, who wrote the book, uh, Free to Choose, who also was an advisor to President Reagan. You have these great economists who talk about not spending too much money and printing too much money to cause inflationary processes within American society. And so there are two different ways of looking at this. And I have to admit, one of the frustrating things about Republicans like Mitch McConnell, that rhino, a significant number of Republicans is they're playing the game, too. They're spending the money, too. They're voting to print money, too. This is why you've heard me say on this show and my show, by the way, my show, if you want to get a contact and see my show, at jakejacobshow.com, at uh, jakejacobshow.com, I, I do extensive coverage of the, the different economic philosophies are out, that are out there. And I know economics can be dismal. I understand that. But it's not dismal. It's, it's how can I say? The education is in our pocketbooks. The education is when we go to fill our, our cars uh, with gas. The education is when we go to the grocery store and we recognize that the purchasing power of our dollar has been diminished. What's that all about? Well, I... I'll tell you what it's all about, people. What it boils down to is one of the, the advisors. There's, a, there's an economic school out there. It's called MMT. Please don't let this bore you. We'll just get the basics down here. But MMT is basically, it's a philosophy. In fact, uh, if I could, Producer Mike, if we have that book handy, yeah. Here it is. Look, it says the deficit myth. Now, this is important to hear what I'm saying here for you podcasters. It, the title of the book is The Deficit Myth. 
And then modern monetary theory, okay, modern monetary theory and the birth of the people's economy. See, so this Stephanie Kelton, this professor of economics, right, along with many socialistic left-wing professors, in essence say, look, the, the classic uh, economists like the F.A.I. Hacks and, and the uh, Milton Friedmans and Ludwig von Mises types, they're all, they're, that's a bunch of hogwash. They're always talking about balancing budgets and living within your means and, and you know, like a family budget that you don't spend more than, than you actually have. Well, this philosophy, this modern monetary theory says that you can spend and spend and spend and print and print and print. And everything will be fine. So we know that when Barack Obama was president and he said that George Bush had been spending so money he was unpatriotic. And then Barack Obama doubled the amount of expenditures. He, he, he doubled the debt, the national debt. I forget the exact numbers. I think we went from $5 trillion to $10 trillion. And by the way, many Republicans are just as guilty as Democrats for believing in the stupid theory and or believing that you can spend what you're not bringing, more than you're bringing in, and that you can print money through the corrupt Federal Reserve and think there's not going to be a price to be paid. But there is a price to be paid when you actually believe in this Printing, spending, spending, printing, a holism. I call it print, print, uh, what? Print, print, printaholics, spendaholics, and think that there's not going to be a price to be paid for creating this fiat currency, for creating this monopoly money. And by the way, they call it the modern monetary theory. This kind of stuff has been going on for thousands of years. You can go back to about 400 B.C., Dionysus of Syracuse. He was a tyrant. He was a monster tyrant. He invaded Italy and, and parts of Greece, and he lived high off the hog. He was full of wild living and wars, and wild living and wars creates debt, lots of debt. Do you know what he did? He must have been educated by, you know, these, uh, um, by Stephanie Kelton and all these left-wing socialist economist types. He took the drachma, and, uh, one drachma, and he put, he stamped two on them. He, he, by law, he decreed that all the drachmas be collected, and then he took the money and stamped two, and then gave them back to the people. Problem solved. Now I can party, and I can have a lot of wars. But the problem is he debased the currency. He devalued the currency. It didn't hurt him. He was still living high off the hog. But you know who it hurt? It hurt the hardworking people of Syracuse, of his empire. They suffered badly. And because this is only a short little show, but we, we, we could go on and on and on and give you examples upon examples upon examples of how tyrants and dictators and emperors have devalued currency have devalued, debased the currency so they could continue in their wars and continue in their wild living. Louis XIV, the sun king, who thought that he was God Almighty and had his, his palace at Versailles and all the, all the wild partying that he did in the wars he was involved in, debased, devalued his currency. Louis XVI and his wife Marie Antoinette, let them eat cake, wife, living high off the hog, Wars upon wars, even gave money to the United States of America, thank you very much, during the American Revolution. 
But that whole society collapsed as mothers couldn't feed their babies, as inflation destroyed their abilities to take care of their families, and it led to the bloody reign of terror, the French Revolution. During the Napoleonic Wars from like 1799 up till the 1820s, somewhere in that time frame, there was debasing of currency so the nations of Europe could wage war upon war upon war. So there's nothing new under the sun when you have these PhD pinheads who think they know so much that isn't so that they can advise. This is an advisor from this book I was telling you about. She was advising Bernie Sanders. She was advising the Democratic uh, National Committee. She was advising Joe, uh, Joe Biden. The deficit myth. Hey, Jake Jacobs, Dr. Jake, and all you conservatives, don't get so uptight about the debt. Don't get so uptight about uh, the deficit. I mean, the fact of the matter is you can keep on spending. We'll, we'll spend our way into prosperity. These guys are living in la-la land, people. Absolute la-la land. And the, the, the problem is, is when you have these aristocrats, when you have these oligarchs, when you have lifer politicians like uh, Nancy Pelosi, who makes millions and millions of dollars because of her political positioning, and she's been in politics for a long time. When you have the, the head of the Senate, Chuck Schumer, who's been in politics for a long, long time, who makes millions of dollars. You got Joe Biden, lifer politician Joe Biden, raking in the money. You got Democratic leadership all over the place, raking in the money. And you have corrupt, even corrupt Republican rhinos like Mitch McConnell and others raking in the money. And in the meantime, as they're printing and they're spending and they're debasing the value of the American dollar, we are the people that suffer. The mothers and fathers of the United States of America who get out of bed every morning and work their tails off. And they go to, the gro they go to put gas in their car and they go to the grocery store. And they come home and they go, what happened to our, our budget Eggs and milk and cheese and gas and everything's gone up. Even the clothes, when I buy clothes for my kids for school, it's gone up. Well, if you have a war on American energy, American fossil fuels, trucking, diesel's gone through the roof. And so everything gets, it has ramifications in, in all over in American society. So when Joe Biden promised that kiddo with echo anxiety, hey, you elect me, you vote for me. I'm going to destroy fossil fuels. I'm going to end fossil fuels. And in so doing, I'm going to bring prosperity. I'm going to bring, uh, you know, ingenuity back to America. We must remember that Joe Biden is hell-bent on destroying our heavenly American energy. We were energy independent. We were actually, we had, we were produced so much uh, liquid natural gas, fracking, uh, oil, fossil fuels galore that we were energy independent. We were actually, we were selling oil to Saudi Arabia under President Trump's administration. And now Joe is bowing and kowtowing and fist bumping and begging the Saudis to drill Saudis drill. People, while he's saying it's an existential threat, he's over in Saudi Arabia asking for oil. He's dipping in. He's dipping into this, the uh, security reserves, our national security. In fact, as this show, as I'm speaking on this show, he's actually taking more out of the oil reserves. 
the strategic oil reserves. I'm not making this up. I can remember when Donald Trump, during the whole COVID China virus situation, there was a glut on the market because the demand was down because of stupid lockdowns across the world. And Trump recognized that a barrel of oil was going for like $24, $25 a barrel. And he says, you know what? I'm going to fill up the strategic reserve, and we're going to save a heck of a lot of money. We're going to save the taxpayers a lot of money. And the Democrats went apoplectic, and they said, oh, you fool. You, it's all about the rich oil companies. No, it wasn't. It was about making sure that we had our reserves full and at a cheaper price. Donald Trump was a businessman, not a lifer politician, a corrupt lifer politician like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all these other Democrats with a few Republicans thrown in. So, people, what I'm trying to tell you is these aristocrats, these oligarchs, these lifer politicians, they don't understand what they're, maybe they do, and they just don't give a rat's patootie what they're doing to the people of the United States of America. We pay for his incompetence, his stupid economic and energy policies. We pay at the grocery store, at the gas station, at the clothing store, at the hardware store to heat and cool our homes. We pay to cook and feed our children. We pay from the bottom up and the middle out. We must remember, remember the 8th of November. We must kick these climate mongers, these spendocrats, these printocrats, these wokocrats, these Democrats out of office. Now, before I conclude, I would like to recommend, because you recommend a few books for you. Now, remember, we're talking about the war on fossil fuels, the countdown, the so-called countdown Armageddon. But the ramifications actually deal with making life harder for us, with, dealing, with creating inflation. And so inflation is created by the war on fossil fuels, American energy, American flourishing, American prosperity, and our monetary policy of spending money we don't have of printing money we don't have. They've exasperated the problem. You have an Inflationary Reduction Act that actually takes the fire of inflation and just throws gasoline upon the fires, and it's expanding, making inflation worse. So some books that I would recommend. Fossil Future by Alec Epstein. Why Global Human Flourishing Requires More Oil, Coal, and Natural Gas, Not Less. The Myth of Global Warming, Climate Change Fiction versus Scientific Facts by Bruce Bunker. Here's an excellent book. He just ran for governor of California. He's a leftist, too. He's a liberal, by the way. Apocalypse Never, Why Environmental Alarmism Hurts Us All, Michael Schellenberger. And this excellent book is by Mark Morano. By the way, he's called evil personified by the leftists. It's called The Politically Incorrect Guide to Climate Change. And last but not least is this book called Unsettled by Stephen Coonan, who was actually Barack Obama's undersecretary of science. And he says, why climate science tells us what it doesn't and why it matters. He's saying, wait a minute here. There may be global, global warming, but he says, why are, is everybody freaking out? Take a chill pill on this. Let's have other alternative scientific viewpoints. And boy, are the left going nuts on this guy who used to work for Barack Obama. I cannot stress enough. Educating yourself on the issue. So people, 
If you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me at the jakejacobshow.com, jakejacobshow.com. I'm on Facebook at the Jake Jacob Show. And, of course, there's here, Jake Jacob Show here with uh, uh, One Nation. We have to remember, remember, the 8th of November is around a corner. We have to activate, we have to participate, and we have to kick out the Democrats and elect authentic conservatives so we can save our republic under God. So until we meet again, God bless, God speed, and happy trails to you.